is the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Wargle, the Wisconsin football and basketball beat reporter for Rivals.com. Thank you for listening and downloading the show as always. Today we're talking about recruiting. One of the things that has gotten back to normal now in the post-COVID, post-vaccine type world that we live in. College, uh, colleges are being able to host their high school summer camps again. Official visitors are being allowed to go back on campus. Unofficial visitors are going to campuses. And that's always been a big deal for the University of Wisconsin, which always feels it has a great product to sell to prospects, recruits, families who make the trip up to Madison. And that is it, that statement is indicative of what Wisconsin's been able to do over the last month or so. Keep in mind, Wisconsin entered the month of June with only one commit in their 2022 football recruiting class. They ranked them last in the Big Ten. Now, it was a good prospect. Quarterback Miles Burkett announced his decision in January. So you have your quarterback, your centerpiece of an offensive recruiting class in, in the fold, but you don't have any pieces around him. But as we talk today here in nearing the middle of July, the Badgers have 11 commitments after a torrid hot streak that garnered them 10 verbal commitments from players who all took official visits during the month of June. That's right. Those official visits getting people onto the Isthmus in the month of June provided huge dividends for the University of Wisconsin. Now, in this episode, we're going to give you a snapshot of all 10 prospects who announced their decisions to play for the Badgers over the past month. And then remind you, if you want to read more in-depth breakdowns on each of these prospects, I encourage you to log on to BadgerBlitz.com and read the exceptional work that has been written from John McNamara and Jake Kosorowski on each of these players. And starting, we'll start from the beginning. And the run on commitments began on June 19th when offensive lineman Barrett Nelson decided to follow in the footsteps of Father Todd who played offensive line for the Badgers in late 1980s, and older brother Jack, who's pushing for the starting interior guard position on Joe Rudolph's offensive line this fall. Barrett is 6'7", 260 pounds. He chose Wisconsin over offers from Eastern Illinois, Iowa State, Nebraska, Purdue, and some other ones. Just rated a two-star prospect right now up at Fall River High School in Wisconsin, but he's one of four in-state linemen the Badgers have actively recruited in this 2022 cycle, putting a priority on these four players. The staff has also really focused on Billy Schroth, Joe Bruner, and Carson Hintzman, who all officially visited the weekend of June 4th. And we're going to talk about one of those other guys here in just a little bit. Uh, Cody Schultz, uh, the head coach of Fall River High School, told us that Barrett, he'll come in and be a program guy for Wisconsin. Whatever the team needs, he's going to be the guy who will do whatever the coaches need from him. But he's also got that superb athletic ability, and I think he is one of those hidden gems. Obviously, being at Fall River, he's at a small school, but it's one of those things when you watch him explode off the ball, when you watch him drive a guy 15 yards down the field, he plays the way you want your lineman to play. As an offensive and defensive lineman, he's angry, plays with vengeance, and does it between the whistle. He's just one of those butt kickers from the snap of the ball to the end of the whistle. He's a kid you can build a program around. And it's hard, end quote, and it's really hard to go wrong with NCAA offensive linemen. How many times have we heard that from players like uh, Logan Bruss up at Kimberly, Tyler Beach at Port Washington, Josh Seltzner uh, here in the Southeast, uh, Muskego, I think he went to. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many I can name here that have those, those program 
builders, those butt kickers in high school that just dominate competition. Same like what Jack Nelson was, uh, the Trey Wittig, uh, Cal Moraine. It's, you look at the Badgers' current offensive line group, four projected stars are from the state. Uh, and really, it could be five, depending on how they mix and match where they looked in the spring. So it, it's a, a group that has been the foundation for Wisconsin offensive line success for years. And you look at a player like Barrett Nelson coming in, it's another one of those unheralded guys that just come in and it's going to work for your program. Another big basis of success for the Badgers over years and years and years has been their walk-on program and those in-state kids that come to camp and earn offers, whether it be preferred walk-on or scholarship offers, which is the case for J.T. Seagreaves. Um, you know, those camps were missing last year. Wisconsin did a lot of legwork early. Had a lot of these kids who came in last year on campus previously, junior days and the like. But getting these camps back to see some of these kids, you know a little bit about in-person workout makes a world of difference. And that's what the case was for JT Seagreaves, who's a two-star tight end from Monona High School, 6'6", 220, and thinks between the tight end and the Badgers move quickly. He camped twice with the Badgers. He visited unofficially after the June 7th session. Position coach Mickey Turner offered him on June 11th, and Seagreaves capitalized on that scholarship just a couple days later. He had a football offer from Illinois State. Seagreaves did. He also had strong interest coming from Iowa, Iowa State, Minnesota, North Dakota, North Dakota State, Northern Illinois, South Dakota, South Dakota State, and Yale. So typically the, the type of schools that recruit uh, Wisconsin, nothing out of the ordinary there, but still you kind of dig down a little bit deeper. Seagreaves is a multi-sport athlete, which is something Paul Chris and his staff love in their in their prospects. He has scholarships from a, three uh, Michigan schools, uh, Michigan Tech, Northern Michigan, and Hillsdale for basketball. And he also recently took place uh, first place in the 100 and the 200-meter dash at the Badger Conference track and field meet. 100-meter in 11.4, 200-meter in 22.7. Uh, you watch him on tape. He fits that pass-catching H-back option Wisconsin loves out of their pro-style attack. He has athleticism. He can stretch the field. Um, has the ability to really kind of do, uh, be a more athletic-looking tight end than maybe some of the, the tight ends in the past for Wisconsin. They're more just in the blocking scheme. And he's going to arrive next summer. And you look at um, him on his tape, too, not just from a tight end perspective. He's also a standout defensive end, which was actually – the position Illinois State offered him at earlier in the recruitment. And you look at his tape uh, from the 2020 uh, season, he was more productive on the defensive side of the ball, using his length and speed off the edge to, to disrupt the opposing backfield. Uh, Seagreaves told us that Coach Turner, quote, sees a lot of potential in me and a lot of good things to build off of. He sees me initially as a later down pass catcher when I come in. It depends how fast I develop because I definitely have some things to learn and I have heard there is a learning curve but I feel like there will be opportunity there and though that and through that I can work my way more and more into the offense end quote. Now Wisconsin has done a nice job you look at the last couple of recruiting cycles to kind of bolster that depth that tight end and certainly you're going to have a year upcoming in 2021 where Jake Ferguson is going to lead your program and it will most certainly be his last year after he kind of pushed out the NFL uh, last year, but after Ferguson leaves, you have players like Jack Eschenbach, Jalen Franklin, Hayden Rucci, Clay Cundiff, Cole Dakovich, Cam Large, and Jack Pugh 
all that are kind of waiting in the wings. So with that, Seagreaves will have some time to kind of develop, take that learning curve that he talked about, and spend a year or two in the strength program and really focus on that tight end position. And when you know his time, his first opportunity comes, you would think that he'll have a legit run at making some sort of impact with the program. You know, Seagreaves made his decision on June 21. That was really the start of a huge recruiting day for the Wisconsin program. The next domino to fall later that day was Cade Iacomelli. He also earned his offer from Wisconsin after a strong camp performance and returned for an official visit shortly thereafter, which ultimately led to his commitment. He's a three-star athlete from Pennsylvania, Penn Tratford High School, listed at six foot, 200 pounds. He had offers from Air Force, Army, Brown, Columbia, Dartmouth, Fordham, Harvard, and Navy, among others. So a smart dude. Uh, had over 1,200 all-purpose yards and 12 touchdowns last fall. And really, this is kind of the most unique player in the class because he can do a number of different things. It's all going to kind of depend on how he grows. He can play running back, receiver, safety. There, he is the ultimate athlete label in this class. And it'll be interesting to see where ultimately he winds up when he arrives a couple summers from now. Uh, Yakimele tells BadgerBlitz.com. Wisconsin told me that they liked my strength, speed, and explosiveness along with how I moved. One thing that they kept saying, though, was that I was a football player. They don't know where they're going to put me as far as position or even what side of the ball, but they know that I'm a ball player, which is what they kept saying. That was a good feeling. They originally had me marked down as wide receiver, so I started with them. But then they moved me to running back, and I did some stuff there. Then I moved to safety to work with Jim Leonard after they did some one-on-ones and I worked on both sides of the ball. I was pretty much everywhere. And that's a good thing. I mean, when I hear that, I keep thinking of the story of Chris Borland many, many years ago when he was an unknown coming to Wisconsin's camp. And he he did workouts with the linebackers. And you know, Brett Bielma said, all right, anyone that wants to kick field goals can stay after. And then Borland just is bombing these field goals. The next day, anyone wants to punt can stay after a punt. Borland's just bombing punts. Just a natural football player. And Wisconsin does pretty well with those type of players. I think Alec Ingle, high school quarterback, kind of came in as a, a as an athlete uh, coming out of Green Bay Bayport. And originally was on the, uh, the linebacking side and played very well in those early camps. I remember watching him make athletic plays on the ball. Then he moved him to the offensive side of the ball and he becomes this, this big fullback under Derek Watt. Then he has to be some running back at the time because of injuries. Just a guy that can move all around and make it look natural. And that's kind of what Yakimeli kind of screams to me, this is athlete that wherever you put him on the field, he can produce. And that's the kind of player, the kind of the spark plug that Wisconsin needs, almost like an eraser. If you have a mistake in recruiting at one spot and someone doesn't pan out, you can kind of fit Yakimeli in and he can make plays for you at that spot. And not long after his commitment, the Badgers wrapped up the day by adding their first guaranteed defensive player and cornerback, a Corey Lyle. And, you know, a three-star athlete from Wayne, New Jersey. Uh, Wisconsin has been out in New Jersey for several years, recruiting that East Coast area for several years. Uh, uh, Lyle is a number 56 cornerback in the 2022 class and holds 20 offers. Pretty impressive offer list. Boston College, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, Virginia, West Virginia, name a couple. Duke and Pittsburgh were his other, uh, quote, top three. But it was an official visit in early June to Wisconsin that sealed the deal. Not the biggest guy, 5'10, 170, but you know, still is growing a little bit. Lied. He, you know, he's not that, like I said, not that rangy defensive back that Wisconsin's maybe recruited over the last couple couple years, but he's got strong cover skills. 
and he should be able to be uh, to play along with the sidelines for Hank Poteet. You know, in six games last year, four picks and seven pass breakups. Uh, Nick Campanelli, his high school coach, told us that his man coverage skills are unmatched. He's tremendously good in man coverage. He can play press. He can play off and anywhere in between. He has a great knack for causing turnovers on his own. When he puts his eyes on the quarterback, he knows where he's going. He's made so many impact plays for us over the last two years. Then you add in that he's a great tackler. So he's a guy that can really do it all. You look at uh, Wisconsin and the cornerback scheme, and we're going to talk more about cornerbacks in a little bit because, spoiler, there's another one coming up. Uh, the Badgers really have gone for for height over the course of the last year. It's trying to get that six-foot uh, type scheme. Wisconsin's gone for smaller cornerbacks before who have put up big pass numbers, and they just really haven't panned out. Think Madison Cohn. I think had 21 interceptions in high school, but just never really kind of cracked uh, the consistent rotation for Wisconsin. Uh, Fan Hicks is kind of on that smaller side too. I think he's listed like right under six foot, maybe right at six foot, but he's got that long rangy skill set to him. Not a burner, but just very technically sound. And that's kind of the same uh, description that you hear in a Corey Lie, that he just has that ability to understand pass plays and kind of break them down in that sense. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how he's going to fit in the scheme of things. There's a lot of cornerbacks on Wisconsin's roster right now. Um, we're maybe going to see some of them here in from a depth perspective in 2021 because not only is uh, Fayon Hicks back, but Caesar Williams is back as well. Not depth behind him. You could put Fayon Hicks in the slot and that other cornerback positions can be up for grabs. It'll be interesting to see how Jim Laird and Hank Poteet, really, the new cornerback coach, are just going to rotate in his corners to kind of build some depth moving into 2022. Um, but while his commitment date is officially June 23rd, we're moving on now to Tommy McIntosh. Uh, McIntosh made his decision around the same time as those three future teammates we just talked about, Seagreaves, Yakimeli, and Lyde. Uh, the Michigan wide receiver admitted that when he was leaving Mass and following his official visit, he knew that he wanted to come back for his college career, saying Wisconsin was inviting him in with open arms. McIntosh gives Burkett a receiver to throw to in the years to come and a talented one at that. Another prospect had a huge offer list, 25 offers. He had a top group of Cincinnati, Indiana, Iowa, Texas, and the Badgers. He said that after his Wisconsin visit, he was going to take an official to Texas, but he canceled that visit, saying that it would be a waste of time to go to Austin after stopping at Madison. Quote, it felt right. I just kind of knew the first night we got there and just talking with the coaches and meeting with the other recruits, it felt like somewhere that I would want to be for the next four years. McIntosh's mix of size at 6'5 and 205 pounds, his speed at a 4.47 40-yard dash, and athletic ability, 36-inch vertical jump. He makes him an exceptional athlete who is tall, long, and quick create a player who is very difficult to defend. 34 catches for 781 yards and 14 touchdowns. Uh, last season, he also chipped in as a safety on the defensive side of the ball. His tape shows explosive and game-changing big playability, especially when it comes to making those strong catches and creating positive plays in traffic. Rob Zimmerman, the, uh, high school, his high school coach, told us that Tommy is, quote, obviously very tall with great length, from that wide out position. His ball skills are tremendous for someone at that size. He's an excellent athlete and an outstanding basketball player as well. So his ability to stretch the field and also the ball skills that he possesses are certainly hard to find at any level. 
His competitiveness also separates him, in my opinion. He's ultra competitive, and the bigger the stage, the more the kid wants to compete. He wants to play against the very best. I think all those attributes certainly combined uh, combined certainly make him an ideal prospect for a lot of different programs, especially with Wisconsin, because of Tommy's size making him a perfect fit for them. You know, it's not too long ago that Michigan was just kind of a recruiting wasteland for the University of Wisconsin. They had gotten very little uh, success, very little traction in that state for years and years and years until a couple years ago when they signed five. Uh, you know, Reggie Pearson, Taj Mustafa, A.J. Abbott, uh, Jalen Franklin, and Scott Nelson in that class. Now, a couple of those have not worked out. Reggie Pearson has transferred because there was problems medical. Uh, he couldn't get cleared. Uh, Taj Mustafa has since transferred too after not really developing and kind of getting stuck. A.J. Abbott, though, is in line for a big season. He's made some positive strides during spring football. Scott Nelson obviously has done some uh, tremendous things in his time. And now Jalen Franklin maybe is starting to turn the corner now now that they have him locked in at the tight end position. Maybe we'll see more of him after seeing him for very limited snaps last season. And Wisconsin now is, is you know, is, is starting to get a, some bigger names, too. Logan Brown, I think, being the biggest one, the five-star uh uh, offensive lineman from the Detroit area. And and now you have another wide receiver in McIntosh who maybe didn't have the offers from the in-state schools, but still a very impressive offer list of 20-plus. And a wide receiver at boot at a position that Wisconsin certainly could use some playmakers. And we saw last year, too, when Pryor and Davis were out, the lack of depth at that spot. But I think if spring football tossed anything, especially with Pryor and Davis back, that Wisconsin feels like they're in a better position to have some depth at that wide receiver spot and guys they can count in Devin Chandler and Chimray DK and so on and so forth. And so we'll be interested to see how Tommy McIntosh will fit into that role in a couple of years, hopefully keep that Michigan pipeline open and operate at a high level for the University of Wisconsin. You are listening to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast as we run down the major recruiting scores for the Badgers uh, over the past three weeks. Now, up to this point, the Badgers have landed a, a lot of good prospects, but it can be argued that none of these players were on the top, or were one of the top players on their recruiting board. Uh, but that changed on June 25th with defensive tackle Curtis Neal. Now, Wisconsin has recruited uh, whole high school in North Carolina for the last couple of years, and it was on a trip in September of 2018 down to the state that the Badgers extended an offer to Neal. Three years and 25-plus scholarships later, three-star defensive tackle announced his commitment to the Badgers. Um, picked Wisconsin over Ohio State before he made his decision public, but get this, the 6'2", 310-pound prospect also had offers from Oregon, USC, Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, Penn State, and Texas A&M. So not just the Badgers beat out the Buckeyes, they beat out a lot of the top schools in the country. For Curtis Neal and Neal says it's quote amazing to commit to the first school that offered because that was the first program to take a chance on me one of the biggest things I had in my head was that they were the first school to believe in you they were the first school that really saw something in me and that kept pursuing me definitely a dream come true and it's crazy that it worked out that way and this is a huge recruiting score for the Badgers on a number of levels but specifically for defensive line coach Ross Kalaji Hired in the spring to replace Anoki Brechtfield, Kalaji has never been an assistant coach before and took over as Neil's point recruiter. Neil, who visited campus last month with his mom, didn't take that relationship with Kalaji for granted. Now, quote, my mom has full trust in him and I have full trust in him. 
uh, Neil said of Ross, who did a lot of one-on-ones with the nose tackle from breaking down film, going over plays and schemes and the like. I talked to Ross every day and he's just an amazing coach. When I was down there, they were grilling me about committing, but I just wanted to wait and see my other options. I'm glad I did that. And he goes on, man, it looked like Coach K was about to cry when I told him the news. The coaches were in a meeting and they just passed the phone off to everyone in the room. Everyone was just saying how excited they were about my decision. And it's, it is a big decision because uh, Wisconsin said last year, we asked them about their recruiting class and how, you know, a top 20 recruiting class, if they had room for anyone else. And they said, we are pretty much full unless we find that elite defensive tackle that wants to join our program because that position is so hard to recruit, especially for Wisconsin, because you don't have many of those prospects developed in state. It's mostly offensive linemen. You don't have big, uh, beefy uh, defensive tackle prospects that can just put in the no spot and just gobble up special uh, gobble up double teams and kind of take control of the center of a defensive line. And Curtis Neal is that type of player. And so to get him early in the class is huge. I mean, he projects to play the zero technique for Wisconsin. And they feel he has the ability to change their defense as a true, powerful nose guard who plays violent. Now, the one caveat, Neil's going to miss this upcoming season he, as he recovers from a knee injury, but said he should arrive to Wisconsin about 90%. And when he arrives, Neil might be in the mix for early playing time. Junior Keanu Benton, who is one of those rare exceptions of an in-state player to develop as a elite-level nose guard, he's from Janesville, Keanu Benton is, he's getting some NFL chatter and might be tempted to leave after this upcoming season. Now, UW also has Bryson Williams, but he's coming up two injury-plague years, claims he is healthy now as he's ever been, and but there aren't many proven nose tackles behind those two in the rotation. So considering that Wisconsin didn't sign any true defensive tackle in the 2021 class, Wisconsin might try to get some more depth here over the course of the next several months to kind of fill in behind Neil, but it's going to be hard to find someone who brings as much to the table as Curtis Neal does. Now, a week after uh, Corey Lied announced his decision for the Badgers, they Wisconsin added another talented defensive back on June 28th in Avani Jones. Uh, six foot, 180 pounds, so a little bit bigger than Lied from South Lake Carroll High School in Texas. Jones chose UW over offers from California and Colorado, Two schools he also officially visited in the month of June. He also had offers from Louisville, Arizona, Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State, Northwestern. Many other schools offered him as well. He's a one-time Oklahoma State commit. Jones helped Carroll to a 6A1 state championship in Texas. First team all-district selection, 60 tackles, 15 pass breakups, uh, and two picks last fall. And you look at Jones, he can play in the slot or even at safety, Kind of depends on how the Wisconsin 2022 class continues to evolve. And that's one of the things that Jones was attracted to by the University of Wisconsin. He said, quote, Coach Lair said he saw in my film uh, my position versatility and the reason why he wanted to recruit me right away. He said that they could have as many as five stars leave from their DB room after this year. So they need guys to come in and step up. And Jim Lair loves position flexibility. We see it, I mentioned it with Bayon Hicks moving from uh, to the slot position last season. He loves to kind of plug guys in in different spots and have guys feel comfortable in that. And you look at uh, this upcoming year, Caesar Williams is, will leave, Bayon Hicks will probably leave, Duran Harrell is in the mix too for leaving. Um, you know, 
there's so much turnover coming up for this cornerback spot. That's what gets fans excited about 2021. There's so much experience at the back end of the defense this year. But you look at the amount of turnover that Wisconsin could have, there's opportunities for Lyde and Jones to contribute early in their career. Still, there's some depth there, and that's encouraging for Wisconsin. There's a bunch of guys that you've heard a little bit about but haven't seen a lot on the field. But you still can have these two young prospects knowing that if they come in and, con- and compete, they can earn playing time right away. And the other one of the other reasons Jones is coming to Wisconsin is because of Caesar Williams, who has developed a connection with Jones over the last several years. According to Jones, that when he picked up the offer from Wisconsin, Caesar called me right away and said, I, was, I need to get up there. He's a laid-back guy, and for him to make that call, I knew that it meant something. I've been training with him since I was about 11. Caesar's like a big brother for me and was real happy when I made my decision because he loves Wisconsin. Now, while all these previously mentioned prospects are quality high school players who could help the Badgers win many games for multiple years, nobody moved the needle over the last month more than Joe Bruner, one of Wisconsin's top overall targets in the 2022 recruiting class, who announced that the Badgers were his decision late last month. He's the number one in-state prospect in the the 2022 class. He's the number 63 prospect. Uh, prospect nationally and he's been targeted by Wisconsin since he was offered almost two years ago in September of 2019. Bruner said I think as soon as I stepped on the that campus for my official visit I knew I think I knew right from the start. One thing that really stuck out uh, was the guys in the offensive line room and how they make you feel when you're around them. They didn't make you feel like I was a recruit. They made me feel like I was part of the team already. And that helps a lot because you're spending 99% of your time with them. So that was huge. Uh, During the course of Bruner's recruitment, the process that he said was very stressful from start to finish. 6'6", 305-pound tackle collected offers from some of the top programs in the country. Picked the Badgers over Notre Dame and Ohio State. And he even kind of admitted that Wisconsin for one point, was not the leader in his recruitment, that Notre Dame was kind of out in front. But 6'6", like I said, 6'6", 305, Bruner played both left and right tackle and on the defensive line last season. He, just like uh, Jones, he has position flexibility, except not in the secondary, on the offensive line, which is what Joe Rudolph loves uh, from his offensive linemen, guys that can kind of be plugged in a number of different spots. Um, But Bruner will likely start at uh, offensive tackle. Uh, Jake Walter, the Whitefish Bay head coach, the size, strength, and athleticism is unbelievable and probably ranks up there with some of the greats that have come out of Wisconsin. That's a big statement. Uh, Wisconsin's not afraid to throw a 6'6 or 6'7 guy inside because they've done it in the past, referring to playing offensive guard. And his athleticism, when you can see on the basketball court and in track and field, just the way he moves is really amazing. Our offense doesn't run zone, but we do run some tosses and jet sweeps where you do have to reach. And just seeing his footwork out of his stance, being able to reach and get to that next level is just amazing. If he puts on a little girth in the bottom half, he'll be able to handle some of the big defensive tackles at the next level in the Big Ten. So with Nelson and Bruno verbally committed, the Badgers are done with those projected tackles. But there's still two remaining targets on the offensive line for Wisconsin in 2022. I mentioned them earlier, Carson Hitzman and Billy Schroth. Hitzman has taken official visits to Wisconsin, Iowa, Notre Dame, and Ohio State, while Schroth is expected to decide between the Badgers and the Irish at some point. 
But not only did the Badgers wrap up their offensive tackle numbers in June, Wisconsin could have, in theory, landed all of its wide receivers when Vinny Anthony announced his commitment on the final day of June. A uh, 6'1", 170-pound prospect from Mayo High School in Kentucky, Anthony chose the Badgers over a top three that included Cincinnati and Duke, and he joins three-star fellow three-star Tommy McIntosh as the projected wideouts for Wisconsin in this cycle. Anthony is a second-team AP All-State selection. Happened uh, last season as a junior when he hauled in 34 catches for 539 yards and nine touchdowns. Last season, he also qualified for the state meet in four events in track and field, 110 and 300-meter hurdles, the high jump, and the triple jump. And as I mentioned earlier, Wisconsin has prioritized multi-sport athletes throughout Chris's time as, high, as, as a head coach. And certainly, you look at track and field, to have someone with that leaping ability committed to you in, in a wide receiver uh, is you know exceptional for Wisconsin to have that type of athlete uh, in the mix. And you know, also said, you know, three of Wisconsin's top four receivers on the projected fall depth chart, Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, and Jack Dunn, are heading into their final season here in 2021 for Wisconsin. And that there's going to be a big opportunity for reps uh, in 2022. Mentioned uh, DK and Abbott and Chandler, but McIntosh and Anthony will be in that next wave of talent to follow under second-year position coach Alvis Witted. So this this is important for Wisconsin to kind of start building up some of that depth, that wide receiver with quality athletes uh, who have the ability to catch the ball. And certainly look at Anthony's credentials, especially last season in high school, he fits that build. And last but certainly not least, right as the fireworks were starting to pop off around the country, defensive back Austin Brown became commitment number 11 for the University of Wisconsin. He picked the Badgers over Northwestern, Michigan, Boston College, and Illinois, other schools he had taken trips to in June. A native of Johnson City, Illinois, uh, the 34 projected safety in the 2022 class. He played in six games during the shortened uh, junior season, had over 1,100 yards on 9.4 yards per carry and 14 touchdowns on offense. But defensively, he registered 36 tackles, two for loss, had two forced fumbles, and two passes defended. Uh, Wisconsin sees Brown filling either of the two safety spots, he'll, and he'll likely be the only safety in this class. There is a chance that Brown grows and develops to the point where the staff can use him as outs, as an outside linebacker, something that isn't out of the ordinary with Chris and company moving players into that position. Uh, high school coach Todd Thomas told us, all the coaches who recruited him appreciated the same thing with Austin. His last two steps in closing and ability to strike really stands out. He is an extremely powerful athlete. Maybe not the fastest, but he's just explosive and very powerful. He invites contact and is a physical, uh, very physical player at 195 pounds. He has the prototypical safety build and probably could put on enough weight if they ever wanted to play him outside linebacker. Wisconsin is going to have a lot of options with him, and I wouldn't rule him out being a very good special teams player for them as well. So that's it. Those are the 10. As we sit today, Wisconsin, those 11 commits, 10 since June 19th, means the Badgers are likely over halfway done with this 2022 class and doing, you know, most of it in just, you know, those three weeks. Those 10 players have pushed Wisconsin right now, number 38 in the rivals recruiting rankings, and hopefully in the weeks to come, we can have one or two or more of them join us here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. I know that was a lot of info on this podcast uh, for you to digest, so my appreciation to you for allowing me to give it to you and for letting it soak in over the course of this show. If you want to know even more about these prospects, log on to BadgerBlitz.com 
and follow us on Twitter at Badger underscore Blitz. Until next time, this is Benjamin Wargle. Thank you for listening and downloading the BadgerBlitz.com podcast.